At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you'd like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, we got UK Matt. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad, bud. How are you? Oh, I'm just living the most happiest of lives, just reading um, 40k short stories. Oh my god, the best thing ever. Yeah, it's I've like, never read one I didn't like, believe it or not. Yeah. It's like reading a 40k book, but you just don't have to actually read a 40k book which is <laughs> yeah so yeah. good who has the time or the attention span to read like 300 pages i need it condensed into five or less pages i mean this is all on the internet and i like what what am i like some guy from the middle ages reading parchment like candlelight <laughs> like that's it? fucked <laughs> who cares about books anymore idiots <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> this is the only oh, way to consume your lore yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, today's episode uh, was submitted to us by, I, I can't say his name, I guess, because it's like a company name, and I'm not sure if he wants me to out that, but anyways. A company name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have sent this from his like work email or something, so. So we have Lord today from Bill Gates. We have Lord from Mr. Bill Gates. Uh, yeah. So, so this guy does not get a good intro. Fuck him. But oh, that's it, fine. Yeah. From <laughs> a mysterious, from longtime listener, first time caller. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, yeah, let's start in. This is called the Thunderlords. Archived focal file number 39017567. The Thunderlord Space Marine Chapter. Archiver. Jackie Sullivan. Rank. Official Remembrancer. Rank File. Secret. Access Required. Identif- identification Agmar. Rank. Inquisitor. Verifying Data. Access Granted. The Thunderlords are a non-Codex-compliant Primaris Marine successor chapter of the Space Wolves, residing on Arteos in the Segmentum Obscurus. They are known thanks to their rivalry with their progenitors, for the warriors warriors of Arteos refused to recognize Lehman Russ as their gene-seed father, faulting him for leaving his sons. Bad blood also runs between them and the Ultramarines after the reception 
of the Primaris treatment. Moreover, they are recognized for their battle tactics, employing the use of particular technology developed in their home world that allows them to use lightning bolts in battle and the fielding of immense mechanized bears that erupt electric energy. Seemingly unstoppable creatures, half animal, half machine, used as spearheads to charge in the core of enemy for formations and cut down their leader. The way the Thunderlords prefer to operate is through fast crushing assaults aimed at breaking the spine of the enemy formation and morale, finishing them off, finishing then off the rooting remains. Their battleships are known to fly low in orbit whenever planetfall is required and the last chance in the artesian language on the battlefield, fueling the warriors of the chapter in a zealot battle fury capable of scaring even the most courageous foe. Finally, they are master smiths, an occupation that goes well with their nature, silent, hardworking, akin to solitude, but at the same time driven by a specially strong bond between them, even amongst the likes of other chapters. This is often proven to be a double-edged sword, though, making the Thunderlords fight all the harder when threatened or called to battle, but also making them akin to sacrifice anything to save a battle brother. Um, that's pretty interesting. There's a couple points I want to talk about in here. I'm curious yeah. if he's going to expand on that electric energy, their particular technology that allows them to shoot lightning bolts in battle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm interested about these, these bears, half animal, half machine. Yeah. Kind of, like, do they, do they fall into a servitor class? Like, are they, are yeah. they, like, are like, they more bear than machine? Or did they take like a machine and make it look like a bear? You know? Yeah, right. It seems it seems like this half animal, half machine. I'm I'm assuming it's kind of like um like the canids, like where they have bits and pieces bolted onto them. But yeah, that erupt electric energy, you know. So yeah, very cool. But yeah, I'd love to kind of. I hopefully we'll see the theme of this like coming more to bear because yeah I think yeah that's a very interesting thing to look at. Um, the other interesting thing was they are master or no, they, they're super loyal. So like, you know, he was talking about the double-edged sword where if they see a battle brother, they're going to have to go save them no matter what. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I even like this, like master Smith kind of thing. Like I can see some dude who's like, maybe he draws runes along like a piece of metal and they have like a, a librarian or something who summons like lightning and just lightning mm -hmm. strikes the metal to heat it up and then they yeah. forge it in some weird way like very ceremonial <laughs> kind of thing would be mm. awesome yeah all right let's carry on many stories have been told about the origins of the chapter but one in particular stands as the most popular between the densians of artios such a tale sings of how the warriors of the war bear, Hilmenir, fell from the sky onto the planet. Their ship enveloped in flames like fiery arrow that pierced the midnight sky, and with them, a storm followed. Even while falling to a horrid death, they were fighting, still fending off the enemy that had assaulted their vessel, 
And when it crashed on the ground, the battle didn't cease. The once green immense forests that covered Arteos were now swept away by endless hordes of devil devilish creatures, all converging to the carcass of the warrior's ship, like wolves surrounding a wounded prey. And while they surged into battle, the storm cracked with wild fury. But as the fires of war raged on, an ending, the tale sings. The spirit of the forest had noticed its unholy defilers and sent forth its avatars, immense hulking bears equal in aspect to one from holy Terra, but their math and strength, mass and strength unmatched. They joined the fray, tearing the hatred enemies, tearing the hated enemies to pieces with maws and claws, mauling it and with their sheer weight of size. Their eyes spanned with maddening rage and bolts of thunder. Thimonir, Ironclaw, chapter master of the Thunderlords, was encouraging his few surviving warriors to keep fighting, to fight to see the light of day. But as he was struck down, the umpteenth monster, he saw it, a titanic horned demon wielding a monstrous, monstrous size two-handed axe making its ways on wings of hellfire to him and his battle brothers. The mighty warriors gathered all his remaining strength, holding his shield high and strengthening his grip around the handle from his immense axe and rushed towards the demon with a thunderous war cry. The two clashed. Thimonir managed to wound the monster multiple times, his skill in combat unrivaled. But the otherworldly power of the beast proved to be too much for him. The fatigue from ages of fighting had eaten to his strength like blood slowly flowing out of an open wound. The dro monster dropped to the umpteenth blow, striking the proud warrior at his right shoulder, severing it from the body with the axe still held in it. Now on the ground, broken, bleeding, but not yet defeated, Thimonir held up his shield at the feet of the towering monster, ready to finish it. He looked up at the sky with resentment and hate for his father that had left him and all his brothers to die. And he was screaming his rage to the skies. The storm crackled with life. He tore down, hell tore down in rumbles and rain. Thilmir saw it bursting through the black clouds, a white bear rifted in lightning, covered in blue bright runes, standing on the back feet like a human like him, it made the heart shiver and retreat at the presence, for he was the sky's manifested grace and fury. The great white bear threw a lightning bolt that hit the lowly winged monster, rendering it to nothing more than ash and smoke. And so the skies cried their chance of war, striking the hordes that had invaded their realm of war bear until they were no more. Interesting little story. Yeah. Um, very cool. I like this kind of, um, I like the fact that they've almost like removed the idea of Lehman Russ and it's almost like this bear is kind of stepped into the place, you know, not quite as a, a father figure, let's say, yeah. but this almost like, um, you know, this Primark sized power, this incredible control of, this power and rage and righteous fury. It seems very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, really nice. Um, it's funny because I, I kind of want to lean into the exact opposite direction of that and how I don't like that they're Space Wolf successors. Like, yeah, I think it's yeah. just too, too 
too convenient. It's like, okay, so space wolves like wolves and now you guys like bears and like, I don't know. I, you could just be ultramarines, man. You can just be ultramarines and you don't have to be space wolves and you don't have to be, I don't know. It's just a crazy thought. It feels like there's, I almost to clear this up, I'd like, I'd rather it be kind of maybe a clear delineation between this thunder and lightning and the bear like which way are they kind of leaning and stuff it is you know is interesting to see i think if you're going to include a story like this though personally for me i would have preferred if the chapter master died and then maybe the bear appeared you know (laughs) oh and then he's like the bear spirit now or 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 like they've seen it as a sign you know like this bear like comes out and like takes it out or something and now they have now they have a reason to respect them instead of just Mm. being like they're big i like (laughs) yeah 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 like there needs to be some some reason well there's still some more of the story so we'll find out but i do like the rest of the story like the the story of you know the 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 planet basically getting invaded and like bears are coming out of the forest and stuff and like yeah i i do like the story where it's going yeah it's very like totem animal though i, I definitely got what you see where it's kind of like what do these guys like wear bear skin now or do i'm they... sure they do i'm sure literally they're just like space wolves but with bears and it's just like well for me i'm like same thing with space wolves you know if i like see a space wolf and i'm like see him covered in wolf pelts i'm like oh wolves aren't that easy to kill clearly if you're making clothes out of them. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> well sorry okay i'll um i'll finish off this so yeah let's see where it goes i'm excited to see yeah. where it goes so nobody knows how much truth there is to this very fanciful story but elite members of the space wolves have referred to it saying that the thunder lords may be a long lost company during the first great hunts in search of the wolf king Stranding, stranded on a remote world without a chance to find contact with the Imperium and with no way to leave, the warriors managed to survive and thrive nonetheless, only to be discovered centuries later by loyalist forces. Proof of their relationship with the Volca Fenrika is the flaw that runs in the Thunderlord's gene seed, the curse of the Wolfen, even though it is known under other names on Arteos. Anyway, for how mysterious their origins can be, having lived on their home planet of Arteos for the main for the majority of my life, I can say that without a shadow of doubt, the Thunder Lords are one of the most loyally fear, fierce Space Marine chapters that I know of, staying true to their, their progenitors. Dark times are waiting for the Imperium. I can feel it. And we may need the strength and determination of the Thunder Lords if we want to survive what lurks in the galaxy. End of vocal file. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Interesting. So he really leaned hard into the Space Wolf aspect in the last little bit. It, it is cool. Like, um, yeah, the Space Wolves are kind of like, yeah, they might have been the guys looking for the Wolf King. 
but man, I just yeah. go back to, it's just kind of contrived. Like, it's like, okay, so you come from the space wolves and now you're basically the space bears. Like oh, I, unless- I, I have no problem being space bears, but just don't come from the space wolves. Like if yeah. you really like dogs, you know, and that's what you're raised on and you're dog people. And all of a sudden you don't just change to be a bear person. I don't know. No, exactly. It, I, th- I think it's one of those things as well. And you, when it goes into the great hunts, you know, you're kind of looking at, what is it, the 10th company? Or is it uh, the 10th 11th. or the first? Sorry, yeah, the 11th company. And these 13? guys are, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it is the 11th. It's like the sure. forgotten company. But, yeah. you know, these are the guys who kind of, they are very storied individuals. You know, these were the guys who served with Russ at the forefront. They were older, you know, they were older warriors who then were turned into space Marines, you know, like there is, there's such a thick lore behind this. Yeah. And does that kind of, uh, the fact that it doesn't really kind of come into the main character, this Thymamir Ironclaw, yeah. You know, was was he one of these serving brothers? And if so, you know, like where where did this kind of where did this kind of happen? Yeah. What 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 is the feeling behind this? You know, it feels like is it's almost like you're laying it layering the tradition together to make it fit. Whereas I think this could be really cool if you pulled up your own traditions and kind of moved away from that and the only yeah. other th- only other thing that i think is like we start off the story and it's like oh yeah they don't like their primark because he abandoned him yeah 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 and then at the well they stay true to their progenitors yeah you know, so it's like almost this diametric opposition you know like maybe they inhabit all of the same characteristics but the space wolves are known for their loyalty which is mm-hmm. their you know, Russ is the embodiment of the emperor's loyalty in my eyes. And yet these are loyal to everyone except for their gene sire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a couple of things I just am not quite a fan of, like those things you mentioned. But let, let's go back to the kind of things that are cool. I do really like the idea of this like lightning bear. And I, I'm just like curious. I wonder like maybe the planet, <clears throat> maybe the chapter, they're all like latent psychers or they have a high um, high population of psychers. I'm just wondering where this psychic energy came from, from the warp, you know, and it's getting my mind racing of the possibilities. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they mentioned anything about like the homeworld's population, because maybe that, the population there that they recruit from, they do rituals to the bear and who knows what, um, that the planet has been doing these rituals for, you know, eons or whatever. Yeah, something I would like to look into as well is like the curse of the wolf. Yeah. Like it says that they kind of share this flow, but how does this flow? Obviously they don't have the cup of the wolf because that's a space space wolf artifact. That's why we seem to get so little followers, uh, so many, so little successor chapters from the space wolves. But if you could write this in that maybe their flow is deeper or is more ingrained or is more radical. Like, I'd love to see a story of, like, maybe a space marine who was a great sergeant falls to the curse of the wolf and 
becomes a wolf, but then spends time with the like these bears, these massive bears that are worth <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of like these two predatory animals. Maybe they spend a while, like maybe the wolf in his hunt and dying bears to start off with. Maybe is like you know almost taken on as this kind of spiritual thing and is this adaptation over time yeah if there is some sort of work presence like you said like how does that kind of how does that affect their their gene seed and their genetical code to because uh, let's face it like awesome wear bears and stuff they're great but I'd, I'd like to the curse of the wolf in it is so very specific from yeah. your gene cider yeah, so it'd be interesting to see where he's going, like, if he's trying to go on, like, the full, like, yeah, they do turn into bears, they do wear bear pelts and bear teeth, or, like, they ride them into battle, so they, maybe they don't do any of those fetishes, I don't know, maybe they just see him as a tool. Yeah, like, potentially this could be, like, in the idea of, you know, like, old knights, or, like, fantasy knights, which rode bears, but they didn't they weren't bears, you know, they yeah. still had shining armor and stuff like this. And they were yeah, very, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I would like, I think I, if I was going to see this, I would prefer to see it lean that way, as opposed to this kind of tribalistic thing. I don't know yeah. why they would fall into the character of their Primarch if they have this kind of unforgiven nature towards him. It, it seems... It yeah. seems very radical to emulate the person who you despise. Yeah, for yeah. Praying you. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the whole thing. I, the things I would like to see more of, unfortunately, I didn't get to see enough of, and the things I didn't want to see any of, I seen a lot of. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was interest. I think it was an interesting read. I appreciated the way that it was written and this kind of format. Of, yeah, yeah, well, it read smooth and stuff. It was nice writing. Yeah, but I think that's the thing when you kind of go into this is is very much like well, they are like this, and then we kind of we move into what they are and then what their kind of history is, but. I feel like there needs to be more lines joined up. And it is, it is it's difficult in a very short story. Obviously, yeah. this is quite a short story. Yeah. I like where it's going. I think the bones are there. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Are, there are a couple of things that you might want to do just to it, really flesh it out in a way that is unique to your chapter. Because you can make this really unique. You could yeah. use your Stormcast Eternal bits. And That's what bit I kept on bolts. thinking. When you yeah. were reading, yeah, I just kept on thinking Stormcast internal conversions and like using, they have those crossbow bows and they have all the lightning on them. You could use those, but take off yeah. the crossbow part and like. And your psychers are throwing out instead of this blue warp lightning, like golden bolts and yeah. searing hot flame. You know, like maybe you're, you know, maybe using lightning claws, like your chapter master, like, well, or some of your kind of your sergeants or something, they have like crackling lightning claws that they've adapted to be a power fist with actual claws on or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like just, just something like slightly more unique. And, you know, if they have come from the great hunts, what drove them away from their search? Because yeah. they were they were loyal enough to go after. Well, I, I thought their ship crash landed. So, right. but then like, why would they stay? 
And why would they expect the Primarch to come down and save them if they were specifically looking for him? You know, yeah, like why, yeah. why would this chapter master scream for Russ when he knows that no one can find Russ? Yeah. Like, a, a couple of those things, I think. When yeah. you see, point... and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, we keep get, getting caught up in the fucking space wolf aspect of the story instead of the cool lightning bear aspect, which is what it should be about. Yeah, that's, I think that's the issue with a lot of these things now, especially with the new lore, is a lot of people put focus onto these massive characters, for example, Gilliman, yeah. whereas for me, you're, you are putting so much weight behind your story and so much, there's, there's such an underlying thing to expect that I think when you get into something like this, people are going to question it just because... They, it's difficult to understand where it delineates from yeah. actual lore. Whereas if you start off yeah. with something clean as a base, you can kind of move from there. Yeah. Like here, so here, here's a good example. Like I have one of these chapters that fetishized animals as well. I have my Astra Crota chapter, my space crocs. And basically they hunt down Crotalid. Um, but it would be weird if they came from a Salamander's chapter and then they're like, but we also do this exact same thing. It's like, well, why though? Like, sure, maybe you do, yeah. but then why are you not just salamanders? Or like, yeah, you started and yeah, it just, it's not everything has to be kind of lined up like that. Like just because you're a space wolf doesn't mean now you're space bears. Like you, you just don't need that line there. You don't need to draw these two pieces. Yeah, exactly. And I think even coming down from the very start of the like story, we're expected to believe that these guys were coming down in a broken ship that was burning around them is very cool is very thematic very, it's a very, very cinematic very cool yeah but then how were they kind of, and then they were lost for centuries are we expecting all of these space marines were they just a company that was degrading over time or were they replenishing themselves the right this time and if yeah. so how were they replenishing their forces throughout this time like to a point where they could delineate to such a point you know these are these are all like kind of the points are there but we don't see the lead up between them is yeah it's very much is focused on you know is is a story from an inquisitor so you know, yeah and he doesn't know all the information himself so you know we aren't it, expected to know every detail either yeah. but there's just way too many big questions where if i was that inquisitor that would be the very first question i'd get an answer for it, exactly where are the remains of the ship have you built a society it's talking about very much a natural habitat where the kind of these massive bears are the spirit keepers of this planet and yet we have this kind of you know, well, we'll mechanize them. And like, sure, robot bears are cool. And it goes back to what you said, are these actual robot bears? Are they taking the spirit keepers of this planet and, you know, adapting them to suit their needs? Like what actually is the relationship? Is it a tool? Is it, yeah. because, because when you get into say space wolves, even though that's a real complicated thing, there are no wolves on space on Athenaris. <laughs> you can almost justify the kind of the respect or the taking them into battle, making use of things, willing to, you know, you have a brother who turns into a wolfen and you can say, well, he deserves a fair death because we still appreciate him. But when you're yeah. bringing in something from outside of your chapter, that's meant to be a totem animal to you and then throwing it up against enemies, 
Like, what is this? Is this a tool? Yeah. Is this a religious symbol? Do you like, even have I, any relationship with it? Because it almost even seems like that sometimes, that they don't even have any real relationship with the bears. The bears just show up, do what they want. Even the lightning bear, it's not like they summoned it. No, but. exactly. And, like, I, to have that is kind of, well, they have the curse of the wolf, and so that's proof that they were part of the space wolves. Even that for me, like we, you can easily, as an inquisitor, I would be like, well, how do I know that they're not warped in it? Sure, you know, sure. <laughs> like maybe, maybe these bears are actually chaos demons. They burst lightning. They're they're clearly attuned with the warp in some kind of way, unless it's yeah. a is a physical like kind of action that they've been inbred with their planet. But yeah, and if it is a physical attribute. Why then would it affect the space marines? Like because, yeah, yeah, like that 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 just brings my mind back to kind of crotalids and how they have the ability to open warp portals. Like these bears could literally have the ability to summon lightning and stuff, and like it wouldn't be non-believable in 40k. It's just like I was saying, like the coolest thing about this lore we don't get to experience enough. These cool lightning bears, their relationship to the chapter, we don't get to. We get. The beginning we get about space wolves, the end we get about space wolves, and then in the middle we get this cool little timbit that we just Yeah. I, you know, I think that's the I think that's the thing. I think is it kind of comes into I think I should cover this, whereas actually the things that you've covered are the things that people are gonna that's the things that they're gonna take issue with and take umbrage yeah. with. I would rather that the middle section was more blown up yeah. and it was ripped. And it was just written as an as a legacy, you know, yeah, like yeah. this this story. Like, well, no one knows how much of this is true, but you put in named characters, yeah. Like, you put in kind of stuff like this. Like, it's it just it makes it so. Is this a fantasy? Is this an actual recollection? <laughs> and if it is a recollection, how come we don't know more? I mean, this is from a remembrancer as well, official remembrancer. Official. <laughs> this is where we come from. And like, if a remembrancer came up to Horace and he was like, "Well, you know, I heard a couple of stories," like, or the Imperium, like they would be like, "All right, bro." Get back at it. Like, this guy spent the majority of his life, is what he says. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're putting these things in to make this Inquisitor or this Remembrancer more important, but you're not showing why he was important. Like, this is, yeah. he, he was clearly a watcher, but how much was he paying attention? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I think I think I've shit on this lore enough. I usually don't like shitting on lore, and maybe this one just kind of hit that I, that I, spot of lore where I see happen way too often, where yeah. I'm just sick of seeing that happen. Well, but, I think the issue it could be done so well, but is 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 drawn on too many heavy themes. I think yeah, that's the it thing. just falls into that trap of yeah, too many heavy themes trying to make things too complicated. It's just like yeah, yeah. If I if I read about a chapter, I want to kind of know, I want to know the meat of it pretty much straight away. You know, there, there are things that I would like to question, but this one is just, it has so much backstory that potentially doesn't matter. And yeah. if it does matter, it doesn't seem like it makes too much sense to me. It's like I was yeah. come, mentioning Lehman Russ, this kind of 
co-establishment or whatever it is the synergy between the planet the lightning and the yeah. space marines the curse of the wolf and um yeah. the great hunts you know these are all really big things i think that's what kind of that's what drives my interest away because i'm not thinking about your story i'm thinking about all of these other stories yeah 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 no that's well said i like that well fuck thanks anyways like uh, I did find his name. Thanks, Matteo. Um, like, it was interesting. There's some good parts, but, you know, whatever. That's yeah, it. Don't, don't take this as kind of, we're shitting all over it. I, I would say use this as constructive criticism. It's like, yeah. there, there are things that I like about the way this has worked, but I think it's stuff that you need to add and take away. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you need to like pinpoint your focus a little bit more. Make, yeah. make it about these guys, not about everything else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, that was a good episode, though. I had a lot of fun with you, Matt. Uh, thanks I'm, for joining me. Always a pleasure, man. Well, I'm. I'll come back anytime. I have nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, thanks, listeners. And we will see you all on the next episode of Lorehammer Listener Lore. Don't forget to send in your lore and uh, have it hopefully not be made fun of. Like, that's not the point of this show. But, you know, sometimes it happens. Well, maybe you send it in and you get some new ideas from things that people, you know, you can learn just as much from things that people don't like as things that people do like. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone. See you all later. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.